0: You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and Americanamusicmagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Rick Farrell, formerly with the Roadhouse Clams from the eastern shore of Maryland, not long ago relocated to the sunny coast of Florida. He now has a new band, Rick Farrell, and The Borrowed Stars, and a new six-track solo EP entitled Ugly Babies. His coastal yacht rock sound is definitely something we need for this summer. On this episode of Americana Music Profiles, Rick and I talk about his musical journey and his new EP. Hi, Rick. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, Greg. It's good to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir.
0: Thanks for um, doing this again. I, I We've had a chance to talk at least once in the past. I went back and... Tried to see if I could find um, the last time, and it looks to me like it was around May of 2015, you were with a band called the Roadhouse Clams. Um, so yep,
1: that's correct, yep. You've been? Uh, it was uh, uh, kind of a six-piece band of musical miscreants, man. We were, it's, it was crazy. It was just a, we, we had a blast. There was a lot of touring and a lot of fun, a lot of biker bars and bachelorette parties and
0: yeah. <laughs> everything in <laughs> <laughs> so uh you're presently in Florida, and I don't remember. Were you in Florida with the Roadhouse Clams as well, or were you on the Eastern Shore?
1: Yeah, the clams are based out of Eastern Shore in Maryland, what we used to call the saltwater cornfields. Yeah, and from there, you know, so we went. You know, we, it was great from there because we could go, we could run up to New York, Boston, Philly, you know, DC and Baltimore. Obviously, we we kind of had everything right in that little area. So you go out and do like these long weekend jaunts. Short weeks here, you know, things in there. It gave us a lot more flexibility. But I finally got to the point where, you know, my, my doctor told me I'm, I'm allergic to uh, shoveling snow and wearing big, bulky clothes. So <laughs> I, we located a couple of years ago down here. It's, I, I used to come down and play anyway, and um, I worked with a, a booking agency in South Florida. Um, they're based in Orlando and I wanted to come down and do, we've declined to do shows, where I come down and do shows uh, solo. And finally go like hey man we need to get you down here we need to get you more work so i you know i moved down here I relocated in 2017 so we did a lot of things like all across the state down to the keys and it's it's um what's what's lovely is you can really play you know almost every day of the year uh down here hmm. and even during covid we can play outside cuz we've been really you know covid obviously shot us all in the foot sure. in live music stuff but there's still places, you know, like um, a lot of a lot of outdoor stages that are open year round. A lot of really nice setups like that. So we're being very cautious, obviously, but um, we're able to work again, which is awesome.
0: How long have you been in the music business? When did this start for you?
1: Uh, man, I started. I started my first paying gig. I was 15 years old. And uh, we made 100 bucks to go. We played a house party in downtown Annapolis in Maryland. And I think we got about two songs in, and the cop showed up. And, <laughs> and it was a horrible, uh, built, uh, house full of underage drinkers. So we literally grabbed guitars and ran out the back door and were like running through alleys. It, was, it, was, it probably was like a Beatles video. Like, oh, like, no. parties, <laughs> <night>. <laughs> Just knocking in black and white, not being chased by screaming girls. But, um, yeah, so we had to circle back about a half hour later to go get our amps and all that. But, yeah, that was my first paying gig. I think I knew, like, three chords. So, um, (laughs) you know, since then we've been back at it. So I feel like I'm an old, like, swayback seahorse now, you know, compared to what we've we've been doing. Yeah. yeah.
0: Have you you done other things along the way? Has this ever been a full-time venture, full-time now as far as pursuing music?
1: It's it's partly full time. It has been full time in the past, a, a good chunk of the past. Um, I also I also have had like a radio gig that I've kind of worked in and out and and gotten okay. a lot of flexibility through that. But really, it's been a lot of it's a lot of live shows, a lot of touring. Um, I started as a bass player, so I was getting a lot of work, uh, doing a lot of session work oh, cool. uh, in different videos in the area up there in and, and the mid-atlantic and and that was cool but I just I was, there's nothing like the thrill of like you know just getting out on stage and, and playing so I mean that's that's really that's really been the bulk of it
0: yeah
1: and uh you know it's right and it's always kind of been that kind of it's, you know that kind of cowpunk style and it's kind of morphed more into like that outlaw country style mm-hmm. but you know I just sort of let the music take you where the music's gonna go so
0: do you recall a moment when it clicked that this was actually maybe going to work and this was a could could be could be a real thing um
1: yeah i was really young and we we got i was in a band called stagger stagger call that had a couple of cds out and we were starting to get a little notoriety and we got to go for the first time but the four of us are all you know all grew up in maryland the first time we get to go and play a gig in new york city and we get to go to see me and that's Uh, our first show ever City, and we're opening for the flaming lips oh man. Whoa. so they were just they were like just on the come so we'd get there and it was just it was crazy because like we must have looked like john boyd and midnight cowboys walking through the street just like staring up like, what you know, like, <laughs> we, we, we were like total young pumpkins but um that was kind funny of because you know CBs just had that that has that you know, that, that that aura that, that iconic uh
2: uh-huh.
1: But, and the place, you know, it was—it's perfect because it was still filthy, and the, there's still like the stains of Iggy Pop's blood on the on the on the stage carpet and all. And uh, I believe Julianne Hatfield was there that night because she was playing the uh, the night before. So hey, there's Julianne Hatfield. So we thought, wow, we're rock stars.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So that, that was the first case and unlike a lot of other bands we actually made money playing CBGBs that night which other bands like they'd, they'd have to pay to play I don't know what they were doing or what we did right but it kind of worked out oh wow that's um, cool <laughs> yes yeah, so that was kind of that was a real launching pad to say oh yeah I want more of this,
0: this yeah good. yeah when did songwriting f- start to fit in for you and become a part of part of what you do
1: well there's, there's that's a good question because there's, there's, there's two parts to that there's I started writing probably as soon as I picked up a guitar. I started writing things that didn't make me cringe probably around um probably in my early 20s. Okay.
0: Um
1: so, you know, but the first couple of things I wrote, I think back and like, oh god, Ooh. you know, they're they're really painful. But then, you know, as I started getting more confident and started throwing more like, you know, I've always I've always enjoyed great lyrics. So, I like I would really like the lyrics the lyrical side of things and try to be as literary but fun and you know kind of kind of paint stories oh well, like the guys that I grew up even as a little kid listening to like you you know guys like Tom T Hall and uh,
0: yeah.
1: you know Eric Jeff Walker and, and Roger Miller I mean if they, they just they could tell a story in three and two and a half minutes you just get to everything you need to know and It's brilliant so mm-hmm. I, I those those are the ones just like I want to do what they're doing um you know so you know, flash forward to now, so I've written some songs for Chris Sachs. I've written some songs for some other people. I like kind of in the Trop area, uh, Trop rock arena, Keith Thompson. Um, and uh, I got asked a couple of years ago. My my nephew is uh, Tyler Mermit. He's a really talented, like Disney and Broadway actor. And he mm. was he was twelve at the time. He was singing like. Um, he was singing, like, John Legend stuff for screencasts. I'm like, there's no, so 12-year-old should He's singing, like, this adult love stuff. <laughs> so they're like, oh, hey, they commissioned me to write, you know, they, I, you know, they commissioned me to write a song for him, I guess, mainly because I'm emotionally 12 years old, so I can really connect with that age. And uh, so I wrote one of the songs on the new disc. It's called Shine On Me, and that's I actually originally wrote for, written for Tyler to have oh, something cool. that's not adult yeah, it was it was so it's fun. It's cool to, cool to have him do it, and then I you know I started adding it to my live shows, and people responded to it. So um, that one worked out pretty well.
0: Do you have a process when it comes to writing songs? Is there a, a theory, a, a formula, or or something that you get into when it's time to put some new music together, or is it more organic?
1: I, I wish, you know, I wish there was like a process of like a like a turn, of, like a flip of a switch, but it's not. You know, anytime I've ever sat down and said, "I'm going to write a song today," it's, <laughs> it's it's dismal. It's yeah. it's a it's, it's a failure. Um, but so it's it's kind of. You know, I've heard other I've heard like Keith Richards talk about this, and, and other you know other much more accomplished songwriters. You know, Paul McCartney say this. It kind of has to find you. Mm-hmm. Like it'll be a turn of phrase or something that happens or you're just messing around with chords and it, all of a sudden it's like hey that works and it's like there's a click to it and then it's like then the seed is germinated and then it grows from there sometimes it grows into nothing mm-hmm. and sometimes it you know it, it soon sort of as dies in the vine and sometimes it turns into something like, whoa i did that wow um so yeah that's it's uh so that's so so to answer the question not really i wish there was more of that but um, it's it, the organic thing is the only way I've ever been able to to come up with what I feel is a decent idea.
0: Do you allow time for it? Uh, like, if you get an idea, how long does it take you to get to the space where you can process that? Like, is it, the idea pops up, you grab a guitar and you sit down or do you, do you jot it down and, and, and let it marinate until you can, until you can find the space to work on it?
1: Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's, if there's an idea there, I'm gonna grab you know, I'm gonna grab a guitar and do it immediately because I feel like I've forgotten so many things in the past, so many mm-hmm. ideas that I'm like oh, I'll remember that later. And I don't so yeah, my, my iPhone probably has a thousand different ideas Ooh, on it just when yeah. I grab the iPhone. But but, but you know, from a process standpoint, it seems like the my favorite stuff of mine that I've ever written happened like instantaneously. It was the idea and I'll give i I'll give you an example. There was um there's a song called Let Me In that's going to be on the next, uh, the follow-up to, to the new album. Um, and it was a couple of days before Christmas. It was freezing cold, and, I, and I, I was coming to bed, and my wife was kind of taking up the entire bed. I'm freezing, like, come, let me in the bird. You're just like, so, probably so, she moves over and lets me in. I'm like, wait a minute, let me in. Bang. So, then I jumped out, She goes, where are you going now? And I run downstairs, grab the guitar, and like 20 minutes later, the oh, hurricane chords. On. So, in a freezing cold house, but I mean, sometimes when it when it has to happen, it's coming out whether you want
0: it or not. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's cool. We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview. So you you mentioned the record. Uh, you've got a new EP, I think, dropped. Uh, what today's the today's the nineteenth of February? What like two days ago?
1: Yeah, it just came out. It just went everywhere. Um, all your major streaming and download services on Wednesday so your Spotify's and your Amazon's and your Apple's and all that, so it's other, and then we've got a follow-up, the hard is going to be out in about a month, so we wanted to release it that way. Uh, it's a six-song EP, um, the, the band is, it's Rick Farrell and the Broken uh, uh, Borrowed Stars, and um, and what's great, you know, working with this this project, it's it was Mark Williams, the, pro- the guy that's produced, he, he worked with us with the Clams in the past, and Mark's like, let's do something serious this time. So, just the two of us together, I gave him the songs, and we started kind of hitting them back and forth. He goes, "I got the right band for this." little that I know who's bringing in. So we got really lucky. We got Daniel Clark, who um daniel is uh he's Katie Lang's band leader and keyboardist. He's with he's he's uh, Ryan Adams touring drummer when Ryan the on oh, across cool. the road mm-hmm. and uh, so I mean some and, and just a, not our touring touring keyboardist I should when he use when he was on that he he's uh when ryan was still touring and my god the guy is just brilliant so mm. he you know, the songwriting sessions as we fleshed them out and the recording sessions was just brilliant um a drummer is uh dusty ray fimmons both these guys are from richmond i don't know if you know them or you've ever crossed paths with them but um dusty ray works with chris Jacobs. she's worked i believe he's worked with ryan as well in the
2: mm-hmm. past okay. and
1: just such a such a great just a lockdown groove guy um and uh, my son Garrett, who was the bass player for the Clans, so had brought him in as well. He's just the perfect oh, young gun, yeah, you know, energy. So it was just really nice. It was great for like, and it was no nepotism. If he couldn't handle a project, Mark and I, we wouldn't let him do it. So mm-hmm. we, we knew he, we knew he was going to be locked in. But it was great to have him have the experience of playing with people at that level as well. Um... And just the project, it just really fell together. So that was we so we got as much done as we could pre COVID. So lyrics were done.
0: Oh,
3: okay. Um
1: okay. we have vocals, we have guitars, we have bass drums, every, everything there. And then everything goes on lockdown with a good boy. So we're we're trying to finish this. So we got I wanted uh we wanted uh some really good support vocals. So Mark connected with Phoebe Sharp, who's uh she's an L A session singer hmm. and you know, if you hear her on the record, she's got this like She's got this cool pop sense to her that brings a whole different element to what we do. And she and I together kind of laid out how we have the harmonies were going to follow. And man, she's great. She's so easy to work with. So she flew in her vocals from L.A. And then we were looking. Mark had a connection with uh, Tom Hentow. He's a he's a, uh, 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 I believe he's a Nashville guy, but he lives in Lexington, Kentucky. And again, everybody's kind of sitting on their hands without doing anything. So, hey, Tom, can you help us out? So Tom laid down the the, uh, the pedal steel on on that oh, cool. and just completely that that song,
0: yeah. right up.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing we did was Daniel, uh He we needed an, uh, an accordion, a squeeze box part on that Shaman On Nissan." There worked for my nephew, mm-hmm. and again, we, and so technology really saved our butts um, as we as we moved forward. And um, yeah, so it was, it was a lot of back and forth, and we, we Mark and I Put, put an awful lot of effort into this thing, but, but I think the results are they really speak for themselves.
0: Well, it has a very coastal sound, a, a kind of a, a feel good summertime, you know, laying by the pool kind of thing. You know, I, I'm not going to make comparisons to other artists, but you can feel it, uh, you know, when you start listening to it, especially on um, there was one track you did, uh, uh, Belafonte Life, I think it was called. Uh, kind of had, right. had that real cool boat feel. <laughs> um, so I, I, I like what you did with it. What What is your what's your hope to do with it when when you can get out more and, and do indoor shows? And you, you mentioned solo. Do you have a, a band in mind to to play out as well?
1: do you know, I, I as a local band I think we'll, we'll continue to do like the South Florida shows and all that and then I think when we up north I'm to, you know later on this year you know uh uh all things all things being willing and and, and, and able I want to get out and, and do uh and, and do some you know do some longer term things um uh, and throughout you know, up, up and down the east coast up mm-hmm. through the, the Mid-Atlantic, and then up into the uh up into the northeast um so you know and I've already talked so that we will I think we could put most of the group that played on the record uh, together for some live shows. So I think that would be phenomenal.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, But that's, that's kind of the goal here um, to do that and, uh, and just keep pushing. And uh, you know, some of the stuff there's a, there's a track in there called, well, I never, um, That I'm pushing over to uh, some of my contacts in Nashville. I would love somebody. If if anybody wants to pick it up and continue on and do it, you know, cut versions of it. Do you know, from a songwriting standpoint, Um, we're kind of keeping everything wide open to this right now. Oh, cool.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's
1: you, cool if she said postal because I've I've actually heard kind of similar things like that. Like Bell Ponte actually it's getting some airplay right now on some of the online drop stations like Radio A one A and okay. Permanent Vacation. Yeah. And Beach the most. And um we're hoping it we're hearing and hear it on um on uh some of the XM stations like uh, No Shoes and and Margaritaville. And it does have that kind of sort of Buffett Jerry Jeff feel to it, but um it's really about, you know, the Harry Belafonte. I mean, the guy was like, he's like a prophet. I mean, the way he tells the, way he tells the story is insane. Hmm. So uh, before there was a Buffett, there was a Harry Belafonte back in, like, I think, the 50s. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah it was just a little cool stuff, so it was fun.
0: Yeah, I, I could hear it fitting into that... Um fairly new genre yacht rock even you know especially there's a couple tunes right. on there that just slide right in there like you you could you could hear that hear it in the playlist and go that's pretty cool i wonder who that is and then you wouldn't have any question thinking it didn't fit so yeah that's awesome awesome
1: it's good to hear thank you
0: you you mentioned maybe having some other stuff in the can or in the works uh with a with a bigger project on the way behind this one is that is it, did i hear that right
1: yeah, we're working on we're working on a follow up to this, and, and the idea is we're going to continue to do these these six song uh, EPs. It just seems like you know the easiest way to go, and we can turn them out. Well, COVID notwithstanding, we figure we could turn these around quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got a follow up that um, I need to. I think in April I'm going to be going up and doing a couple things. I've got I've got a couple charity things that I'm involved with in uh, up in uh, the DC area, so I'll be up there, and then Mark and I are going to get together and kind of plot uh plot the plan for the next one so um but you know right now it's kind of full speed ahead on this one and just kind of just continue to push ugly babies out there and um you know kind of get continue to get the continue to get the word out on this one yeah
0: and for those that didn't catch it ugly babies is the name of the ep (laughs) um so um and the band um is rick and the borrowed stars right Rick on Rick, Rick Rick the bar. Yep. Part. Okay. Um, where um, can people find you? What's the best way uh, to reach out uh, to catch catch some new some of the new music?
1: Um, well, the music itself, you can find it's on it's on uh, it's on, it's on Spotify, it's on iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon, uh, Deezer, uh, Napster, all those all those um, all your major uh, locations online. And uh, my website is Rick Ferrell, Rick without a C, R I K F E R R E L L dot com, and that's got I've got that's got all the info on there as far as the music and uh, everything we're doing out there. Um, so you know, which upcoming shows. I've I've got a uh, continue to do that uh, that residency gig. I've got a residency gig at the Weston um, uh, the Weston Resort in Cape Coral, like uh, second Saturday of every month. And oh, that's, cool! That's absolutely nothing and now it's just wall to wall it's been crazy That's so awesome. we've been lucky with that so the cds will be available there um by the middle of march i think As well, okay. looking out for All that right.
0: very cool awesome well thanks rick this has been fun man good catching up with you and uh, hearing the the continuation of your musical journey and i certainly wish you well with the new ep
1: uh, thanks a lot, Greg. I really appreciate your time, man. Love what you guys do. Please,
0: you're keeping the fire burning, man. Keep, keep on keeping on. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Stick around to listen to one of Rick's new tracks, Well, I Never.
2: Well, I never been to Moscow, but I've been to Mississippi. They ain't famous for their caviar, but I'm fine with grits and skipping. You gotta know, yeah, you gotta know. What you really need Well I never been to Cuba But i man, a the child chillin' They don't roll no money crystals there But what they do rolls pretty killer But a band of pensacola are They ain't famous for The pink champagne, but...